Welcome to the Thundercast, your martial athletics podcast produced by the fans, for the fans, with your hosts, Russ Livingood and KD Hudnall. We're bringing you the thundering word on the thundering herd each and every week. So keep it right here. The Thundercast is on the loose. Thanks for downloading another episode of The Thundercast. Find us on Twitter at Thundercast underscore pod. And please, please download, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting network. We're on all the big ones. And I must add, if we're on, if we're not on one that you like to utilize, hey, hit us at, on Twitter and tell us, hey, man, see if you guys can get added to CastBox or something like that. And we'd be glad to submit the uh, RSS feed and, and uh, make it more accessible. But we've hit all the major stops. You can find us pretty easily on all the major, major networks and some of the smaller ones, too. So uh, while you're there, please give us a rating and a review. Um, be sure to share the content, the links with uh, your fellow herd fans, because, man, we're, we just continue to grow and we love it. Um, this is great. We're having a lot of fun. And I'm really glad. I'm, I know Russ is really glad that, uh, you know, we're being well received. People like the content we're putting out. So it's great. Um, We've got a lot, of, lot to talk about this week, so um, before we dive straight into all the goodies surrounding herd athletics this week, let's get a quick word from our sponsor, 304carrec.com. If you've been injured in a car wreck, visit 304carrec.com on the web or on Facebook. What happens when an Ohio driver crashes into a West Virginia driver in Kentucky? That can be a mess. But if you can dream it up, Jason and Matt have probably been there, done that, and gotten their clients paid. Don't fight the insurance companies alone. Contact Jason and Matt at 304carwreck.com. Hey, KD, before we get into the five things, I know we open with that every week. I've got a new little thing here. Uh, it's from the mailbox. So uh, today's comes from Kyle W. in Union, <laughs> Kentucky. And Kyle says... Hot dogs are not tailgate food. You suck at tailgating, Russ. That's uncalled for, man. We don't need that. <laughs> that is uncalled for, but uh, I know come on. There's plenty of people that will kindly disagree with you, but uh, yes, Kyle W., uh, we know you do tailgating um, on its own level. And uh, without uh, getting too deep into who this man is, he does do tailgating. It is like a sport to him. And um, yeah. he's on a national championship level when it comes to tailgating. So that's a wink <laughs> and a nod to unparalleled. Yes, yeah. quite unparalleled. I'm looking forward to uh, being a part of some of those tailgates again in the fall. But uh, yeah, that's a great way to start out. So look, man, let's get into the five things. Uh, let's get this thing rolling the way we usually do. Give me five things that every herd fan needs to know this week. All right, number one, right off the bat, this happened today. Maya Stevenson is now tied for the all-time softball home run mark at Marshall with 58. She launched one today. This is a regular season finale, and that ties her with Rachel Folden. Um, very nice segue there. You said right off the bat because uh, 58 times it's gone right off the bat and sailed over the fence. So congratulations to Maya Stevenson already going down. Will go down, is already down as one of the greatest all-time hitters in martial history, and her career is not done. We've got a little not bit done, more to yeah. talk about softball coming up when we go around the herd, but, man, a record-tying um, feat like that. We mentioned this a couple weeks ago. If, we, if, if that was able 
if she was able to meet that, get to that watermark, how cool would that be to have your name atop the list? And, uh, man, she made it, and she's got a little bit of time left to take one more out of the park. Excellent, number one. Yeah, we uh, we mentioned that, you know, Rachel Folden was obviously anybody going to hit 58 home runs in their careers, no slouch, but, you know, she's uh, an instructor, hitting instructor yeah. in the Chicago Cubs system. So, you know, great company. Uh, Maya, we're rooting for you. Uh, hope you get it in the tourney. Number two, the Marshall Equipment Sale was Saturday, and it shattered their revenue record for such an event. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since they've had one of these. You know, I was still living in five Huntington. Years. Yeah, five years since I've uh, I was living in Huntington. Still, the last time they had one, and it was a melee. It's a great word to use. It was a melee the last time, and I can only imagine after five years of accumulation and five years mm-hmm. of herd fans like longing for an equipment sale. Um, I knew this was going to be big. And when you posted photos and you were like outside the, the gates right across from McDonald's, I was like, holy crap, yeah, man. man. I got there, uh, you know, when you have little kids and you have to do some things, you know, maybe your plans don't go. I was hoping to get over there around seven. That didn't work. You know, I got there at seven 30 and I thought oh, I'll be back a little bit, you know, <laughs> I had no clue. And before we got to go in, before the crowd got to start moving, it was in the West lot. It had wrapped around the end yeah. zone and was lot. People were still funneling in and everything. I estimated 500, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't know how good I was at that. And more people were there. I saw someone um, tweet out. They thought there were a thousand at least of people that came in, you know, after eight o'clock, anyone that didn't get in there at eight, they did not get a helmet. 805 helmets were gone. Yeah. I think they said they had a hundred. Oh, I don't know how many there were, but I know yeah, a lot they, of people they were grabbing. I'll have to look it up, but they, I think they said something like a hundred, 114, 140, something crazy. And they were all gone. And, uh, I got some cool stuff. Yeah, you did. You got a hell of a haul. It was, it was, you got some choice stuff, some really choice threads. Um, uh, we had a bunch of people, you know, we asked them to tweet out and everything, what they got and tag us so we could see it. And a lot of people got some hauls Yeah, and it was good. Yeah, stuff. a lot of people got some really cool stuff. Uh, it was up in the air until the very end of whether you would be able to attend or not. And, uh, you know, I wanted to be a part of it. And, of course, I'm way down here in Florida. It's kind of impossible for me to get around, you know, full-time job and trying to squeeze in vacation time and then justifying a plane trip just for an equipment sale and all that kind of stuff. So I made other arrangements and uh, had good friend of mine uh, – Trace Johnson, heard super fan, good hell of a fella, uh, do some shopping for me. And uh, I was able to get um, – he picked me up a uh, Marshall baseball jersey, one of the ones, a white one with the uh, green piping. I really like that. Those are super, I love that. super, yeah. super clean. Um, yeah. uh, <clears throat> everything else that was kind of on my wish list was either gone by the time he was able to get mm-hmm. around to everything or, you know, just wasn't for sale at all um Mm -hmm. to or maybe it was just gone within seconds i don't know but um you know you you mentioned they they shattered revenue records i mean people just wanted they they long for this stuff so um i've I've seen some things in in you know the last day since it's happening that folks are upset because you know they're uh, they think well they should be doing this stuff online as well and you know it's not fair they should put limits on things and I get that. I do. But uh, at the same time, um, if your product is going to sell out 
with in-person crowds. There's just no reason to try to do online sales and add that headache to uh, the equipment staff. It's a logistical, it's yeah. a logistical nightmare. Yeah. If, yeah it, shipping, all that stuff. If the demand wasn't that great, then I could see that. Right. But this stuff sure. is here and gone. Like, like you said, if you didn't get in there at eight Oh five, football helmets were gone. So honestly, man, I was talking to a friend of ours, uh, instead of getting in line, I could have gotten everything that I got, got in line, checked out and I would have been out of there by eight thirty. Yeah. I mean, cause it happened that quick. The lines were moving. They were highly organized. It was just a very clean ran event. Yeah. You know, they had everything done now because I talked, I was not in line while I did that. So I had to go back about, I don't know, 900 yards for the line, <laughs> to get it. but, uh, but still, it still ran quickly and everything, but I was out of there by nine 30, uh, but the last hour was nothing but standing in line and talking to people and, and yeah. went over to the big green table and got a sweatshirt, that sort of thing. Um, I feel like it went so well, not only because it had been five years and the demand was there and they had a lot of stuff because of that, but I felt that also it was adequately hyped up by everybody at Marshall. They were constantly tweeting about it, put it on Facebook, uh, just very well hyping it up it got shared around and everything so kudos to everybody that put that on yeah i, I agree i mean uh zach and his whole equipment staff i mean i can't imagine the hours they get logged doing inventory no. and all that kind. i don't even want to think about that so um, every single item has a number yeah. on it you know so it can be checked off at the end so just going through and cataloging that but I mean, everything was neatly folded on tables for, you know, the first 30 seconds before fans <laughs> were in there, you know, but they put a lot of time and effort into that. So no, no, I'm going to yeah. say like, I understand why there is no online sales, but I'm, I do ag agree to an extent that, you know, maybe you're like, look, man, we're going to have like a, 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 a six item limit or a 10 item limit or something like that. So that, do. Yeah. so that people that couldn't get there at, 5 a.m. and get in line, have an opportunity to get something. Now, that doesn't mean you can't yeah. shop again, but you're going to have to buy your six, seven, eight items, check out, and then go shop again. That to me is yeah. fine. That gives more people more of an opportunity to get things, which is fine. All the stuff's going to yeah. sell out anyway, whether you make three or four transactions or you make one. Because sure. if you want, if it's yeah. there and you want it, you're going to buy it. I also, too, uh, I may be in the minority on this, but uh, I would have liked to have seen some kind of uh, maybe, you know, let um, big green members in for 15 minutes earlier or something like that to look or I don't know. Uh, I can see both sides of that as well. I'm not going to argue on any no. point. I think that it could not have been ran any smoother. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, I'm just saying, you know, some ideas of things that, could be because would I have liked to have the opportunity to get a helmet? Sure. Yeah. Sure. But you know, I also didn't go over there and uh, sleep there from four 30 AM or whatever it was. The, the earliest dude was got there and I can't fault him. Right. And he went, he went by the rules. They, they set the rules. So I was fine with all of it. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the um, equipment guys, they, they, Zach has said this before even in sales past. So this is not new news. We're not breaking anything. He's always like, I wish 
if one person would come in and say, I'll take it all, then that's great, you yeah. know, because it's less sure. work for them. So, you know, I get it. I get that. You know, the amount of time that goes into organization, planning, preparing, and then just to open the floodgates of fans and then kind of step back and let the melee occur is what you got to do. But, you know, I, I can also see the side of it where folks are like, man, I just can't be there at 6 a.m. to get in line to get something. So, yeah, you know, and I, you know, had it not been for a catastrophic generational flood the day before canceling T-ball, I wouldn't have been able right. to be there. So there, know, there's a, things happen. There's other engagements that you just can't make it. So I'm sure there's a happy medium there that, that you know, but as long as they're setting revenue records, there's no reason for them to change anything. I mean, there's just not and final thing about it. From my point of view, they uh, have already said, let's do it again next, next year, year. Yeah. Which is, which is great. And if you think about it, it makes sense. There are still sports going on right now that are going to have that conference USA logo on it. Yeah. You know, these things have to be new uniforms have to be unless they're just taking off all the threads and putting on new, uh, new patches, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and not all of its patches. Some of it's, you know, Stitched literally in sewn in yeah. stitch, you know? So, uh, I'm not saying they couldn't do it, but it just seems like with timing and everything, it's probably a good time to refresh a lot of the uniforms. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah. I think it was a great, overall, it was a great thing. I wasn't even there, but you know, there were, there's just no reason to really, reinvent the wheel if your end goal is to sell everything and you sold everything so sure you know, yeah. can you make it more fair maybe but uh yeah. you know and, and by imposing you know limits per transaction whatever whatever you want to do but as long as if the end game is to sell it all they sold it all <laughs> you know and they've I mean? got a they've got a year if they want to try to improve yeah. some things but you know again so. they they did everything as right as they uh could at you know for what this was five years that's a lot of gear a uh, five it years was, worth of gear is a lot it of was gear. so much so much <laughs> so there's no need and it's like yeah you want it all take it all like we got five years worth of crap here we got to get rid of so uh but no it was a great thing I'm, I'm glad we get to talk about it here i'm really excited to you know get the uh baseball jersey uh, however i'm gonna get it i haven't even talked to trace yet i don't know if he's gonna send it to me or for just wait until i come in for a game and just pick it up then i mean i'm not but I'm just excited about it. Uh, you got some really killer items, though. The pictures you posted are really sweet. I, I said this before, like I was sleeping on those daggone gray jerseys. Those are nice, man. No, man. Those that are nice. Was, uh, but then after the fact, I saw the white with the the green piping that you're talking about. Yeah. And I was like, man, I wish I would have saw one of those. Yeah. I'm a, I, I said this on Twitter. I'm a baseball uniform nerd. I, I love, um, I, I just love different types and styles and everything and i thought man that that gray that light gray with the kelly just looks so nice yeah and then you know i see the one that you got i'm like yeah gone man they i saw all look nice. i saw <laughs> another gray one that wasn't pinstripe like the one you picked up yeah. and i was like Had the M over even, heart. even sweet and i was like i can't remember if it was but it, i thought it said marshall across it it was pretty much like the one i'm uh, able to get except it was gray it wasn't white see maybe maybe it was the number over the heart i don't remember but i remember seeing it in somebody's picture like dang that was sweet anyway enough about the equipment sale excellent job huge turnout lots of money made lots of equipment sold zach and the equipment staff did a hell of a job congratulations on cleaning out the closets and uh, getting ready to fill great great fan great fan engagement yeah excellent fan engagement thanks for tagging us in all your photos and sending uh pictures of what you got and all that kind of stuff so 
Uh, if anybody has anything extra out there that you bought and now are having buyer's remorse, hey, hit me up. Maybe I want it. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number three, All Russ. Right, number, num number three, Marshall sports teams are flat out getting it done in the classroom, KD. Listen to these. These are the only ones that I have. There are a couple of sports missing. Um, women's soccer, 3.40. Women's basketball, 3.43. Men's soccer, 3.25. Volleyball, 3.57. Tennis, 3.61. Men's cross country, 3.28. Women's cross country and track and field, they were uh, combined, 3.32. Swim and dive, 3.75. <laughs> and women's golf, man, uh, 3.85. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was. That. I mean, one one person got to be. Is, I guess. The, is that <laughs> the one that uh, that might have been the one that had that said uh, that was the team cumulative the undergrads on that were like four or something like yeah. that. I mean, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. I don't know if it was women yeah. women's golf or men's golf or whatever it was, but um, when you're when you just ripped off how many do it one two three four five six seven eight nine sports I think it was and the lowest grade point average was three point two five. And it's technically 10 because yeah. women's cross country and track were, uh, you know, lumped together because they have athletes that are in both. But um, so it was 10 of the 14, you know, there were four sports missing off the top of my head, football, men's basketball, uh, softball and baseball yeah. were the four that I didn't have grades for. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> Just, amazing stuff. That's a lot yeah. of athletes. I mean, I know the football yeah. team encompasses a lot of athletes, like a huge uh -huh. number, probably over a hundred, I would say all told, but uh, that's 10 this of 14. Just, this sports? backs up. Yeah. Yeah. It backs up what we were talking about a couple of episodes ago about, you know, winning the, all those uh, academic uh, awards and everything coming in second in the conference. So, uh, just ridiculously high. Great job to all of our student athletes. Yeah, it just proves once again that, you know, all things being equal, if it comes down to Marshall and somebody else, you can come here and get a fantastic education. This is a place where a, a, a potential student athlete's parents can look at that and go, wow, uh, my son plays golf and he's considering Marshall and their team average is 3.85. I mean, yeah, it, 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 these are the things that make a difference. I mean, you know, I've, if, if I'm a parent, I'm like, well, what's the team's grade point average? Like, what, what? And, and we've got, we've got a world-class help program. Yeah. You know, we know plenty of people that were in that. And I mean, you know, a, a great friend of mine was over the help program for a long time. And I mean, it's world-class and it helps, you know, athletes, non-athletes, you know, it's, um, we just we get it done here at Marshall and I'm I'm extremely proud the coaches I know are proud the student athletes I know are proud that's that's a great great thing it's not just the help program because <clears throat> not everybody will utilize all those services but what about something that I sure. know that's that hits home for you and I mean home home and that's the buck you know the the buck yeah. the buck harless um what, I don't know the official term of that it's a student athlete center or something like that like the academic center right I mean, mm -hmm. they really have made big investments in uh, in academics for our athletes, and it's obviously paying dividends. It's showing right here. The proof is in the numbers. So the herd yeah. isn't just all about just winning. It, they're also yeah. all about just winning and graduating their players, oh, by the way. So yeah. um, it's great to see them getting it done on top of, uh, you know, kick and tail and a lot of sports throughout their individual respective seasons. 
Sure. Number four, season ticket renewals uh, and the weekly prize drawings for those renewing. Uh, they came to a close as of May the 4th. You know, they had that, uh, I think, eight-week uh, different uh, contest drawing and everything. The Black Helmet was May the 4th. I don't think that has been announced yet I, on who won that. I have not seen that yet. Um, but it is over, and what that means is eminently we're going to have first-time season ticket holders. You've got a, you've got a chance now. Uh, those will open up to everyone that is not renewing here very soon. I would say at least by early June, you're going to see that, if not sooner. Yeah, I would imagine you'll see that fairly soon. And this is a good time to be a first-time season ticket buyer. Uh, new conference, mm-hmm. a lot of excitement around the program. Uh, the, you know, we're we're going to have we've got a really good home schedule this year. I mean, very, as very far good, as yeah. conference goes, you're going to get um, uh, App State, Louisiana, and Coastal Carolina all at home. So th- this is a really good first um, Sunbelt Conference slate for the herd at home. And only one midweek game. And that's, of course, Louisiana yeah. on like a Wednesday. Um, so, yeah. Which I think will be a great atmosphere anyway. Yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be a fun time. I mean, there's no love lost there after that bowl game. And a lot of people – I'm sure we'll see that uh, the uh, fair, fair catch, catch late hit uh, targeting yeah. play over and over again leading up to that game just to get a little – um, get a little hype around it, a little bit more hype. I mean, you're looking at two teams potentially at midseason that could be in first place in their respective divisions. Uh, that could Very be well, a yeah. de facto uh, conference championship preview at that point. You never know how things are going to shake out. But uh, I will say you're going to be able to get season tickets for as low as 99 bucks. I mean, how do you not do that? You know, there's no need. I did that for years. <laughs> yeah, me too. I did that for a number of years, but I'm just saying, how do you yeah. not go 99 bucks to secure my seat and make sure, like, I don't have to wait in line at game on um, game day? I mean, go get it, secure it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't see a bad seat in that stadium the way that it's designed. You know, we sat up there in those 99 seats uh, for a, you know a long time, long time. You and I in the same section, and. I really came to enjoy the game from there. It, to me, it didn't feel like I was in inferior seats. I just felt like, hey, this is a very great value, yeah. you know, to be here. That's so. what I was going to say. It's a really good value. Uh, last thing I'm going to say about football season tickets, uh, first-time sales. It's not necessarily first-time sales, but back in 2022 is the Young Alumni Program. So if you're a graduate the spring of 2017 or later, you're going to be eligible – well, you got to also be an active Big Green member. So if you meet those two criteria, then you're going to be eligible for young alumni pricing, which is 99 bucks for every home side section that's not a chair back. And then also on the visiting side, that's going to be 105, 107, and 113. So everything that's not basically, what, 40 to 40 or right along the, the two middle Somewhere sections. Somewhere around 35, 35, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's just not yeah. the two middle sections. You can't get in those on the on the opposite side, nor the student section. But, yeah. uh, I mean, 99 bucks for that, too. So And you can get uh, up to four seats as under the new graduate program. One thing I will try to say is don't try to bleach try to be slick and think you're going to get away with something they're they're going to check and see when you graduated and if you fibbed a little bit then your uh, card on file is going to get charged the difference so you're not going to be slick just uh if you're if you don't meet the criteria you don't meet the criteria it's not a big deal okay kd that's 16 dollars and 50 cents 
you know, I had to check my math here on the calculator, but uh, 99 bucks for six home games, $16.50. Usually the games are 20. Some games are 25. Occasionally we'll have a $30 game depending on the opponent yeah. or something like that. So, um, great deal, man. It's another good excuse to join the big green as well, especially if you're a young graduate. Sure. So take advantage of that. I mean, it was gone for a couple of years, I think, and now it's back. So, mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good time. It's a good time to join the Big Greens. Good time to be a first-time season ticket holder. I will say it again. $5 a month is all you have to do. All right. Number five. Uh, this got a lot of press on uh, on Twitter. Jadarius Green McKnight signed out of the transfer portal from Florida State. Big-time uh, athlete coming out. I think he was a four-star. Yeah, former and, uh, former four star out of the twenty twenty class, uh, kind of listed as a linebacker in places, safety in other places. So it gives me a very yeah. a hybrid type feel. Who knows exactly where he'll fit into that defense? Could be mm-hmm. uh, could be a safety. Could be in the you know in the defensive backfield. Also might creep up and play um, linebacker a little bit. Who knows? Five eleven two eighteen is what they list him at on twenty seven twenty four seven sports. Cool thing about that is immediate eligibility with four years of eligibility remaining. So it's not a one and done See, or a I'm, two and done. I, I read three. Well, uh, on, I, it from, might be on 24 seven sports. It says four. I don't yeah. know. I'm just going by what I, I find. I went by a, a herd or not a herd, a, a Seminole fan uh, site that was uh, going over transfer portal. And it was when he entered the portal portal, they said, wherever he goes, he'll have three years. They could have been wrong, yeah. you know? So, Three or four, either way. It's not a point. one and done. <laughs> but, exactly. No, I go by what I see on 24-7 Sports. I love the, that site. I think You're it's generally great. right. Um, I think Tom Bragg does a great job with uh, Herd 247 Sports. If you're not a subscriber of that website, I recommend you do that. they got deals running all the time. So um, um, that's that's kind of, I like how they do their recruiting profiles, how they, uh, you know, take uh, the uh, aggregate of a bunch of different recruiting services and then make their own and then have a couple of different ratings. I just like that. I think it's uh, I think it's more fitting for what I like to, I like to do better data for me, but anyway, you slice it. I think that's a big get for the herd. I mean, this kid coming out in the 2020 class was the 219th nationally ranked player overall, overall. So top yeah. 300, uh, the number one 31 prospect in the state of Florida, which I mean, do we even have to talk about what kind of athletes come out of the state of Florida at this point? I mean, it's like, you know, the big three seems to be like Florida, Texas, and California year in and year out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not sleeping on Georgia or Ohio or any of these other states. It's just numbers are numbers, man. This is where the bulk of talent comes from. Numbers are numbers. So um, look for him to be an immediate impact player. I mean, it it probably would have made our list several episodes ago if this news would have broken way back then. And one thing else that I read about him was that he went there and they had him at safety and going into 2021, they had moved him uh, to that outside linebacker. He was still going to be a hybrid, but he was primarily going to be a linebacker. So either way, he's got that size. He can go back and forth. It's where is he going to fit here? Uh, you had mentioned that he might remind you of a hybrid player that we had before. Do you want oh, to Oh, yeah, I actually that jotted bit? that down. It, you know, I get the feeling that this may be very much a DJ Hunter-type player. DJ was a super impact, impactful player for her defenses for a number of years. Uh, you couldn't really 
see a defensive play without number 22 swarming to the ball. So if we get another one that's very much in the mold of DJ Hunter, who, you know, I've had the opportunity to podcast with in the past, is just a great guy, a great player. So if you get another one like that, that type of player that uh, can fill more than one role for you at any given time, man, you got to love that. So um, I'm expecting to see big things from Mr. Green McKnight. This is a great pickup, great pickup. Well, that was it for my uh, my five things. Well, uh, super important five things. I say a lot of accolades, a lot of uh, good numbers. The grades thing is great. Season tickets, don't forget about that coming up. Um, but, you know, this fifth point really leads into something that has been brewing, I guess, over the last couple of months. And it's turned into be a very real thing. And, of course, it's floating around in the herd universe a little bit. And it's this pipeline that has all of a sudden – formed with Florida State to Marshall. Uh, that's three players now from the same roster that have migrated to Huntington. And um, it starts to beg the question, like, how does this happen? You know, I don't think we've really experienced three players from the same team coming to the herd. I mean, the transfer portal era is relatively young, but still, this mm -hmm. is a this is kind of uncharted waters for us, and we'll see how it plays out. But uh, I started digging and thinking about it and like this, this, how these uh, similarities, these two programs are kind of intertwined a little bit. And there are a number of links, I guess you could say. Uh, so right off the bat, yeah, they really are. we got to talk about these players. again. Okay. First you got Kalen LeBourne, the, the former five-star running back that's here that we know is going to be mm -hmm. a lethal one-two punch alongside Rasheen Ali. And we talked about Brian Robinson, the wide receiver that's come over that absolutely tore it up in the spring, had a great green and white game that landed on both of our potential instant impact lists. And now the third player, Jadarius Green McKnight, this hybrid linebacker safety type guy who was highly recruited out of the state of Florida just two years ago in 2020. Um, three potential massively impact players coming to this roster as we head into the inaugural, the inaugural Sunbelt season. And it started to get me thinking like, how do the, how are these teams just linked up? And I thought, okay, well, right off the bat, you've got Clint Trickett here, who is our offensive yeah. coordinator quarterback coach, who of course, once upon a time was a quarterback at Florida state, whose dad, Rick Trickett, I believe was the offensive line coach at the time who he was long time, you know, uh, coach under was it Don Nealon up in West Virginia? I mean, he was he. The Trickets are synonymous with football, college football, and coaching. You know, now Clint's brothers are coaches and in, in the conference and Sun Belt Conference, and and then you start looking a little deeper and you realize, oh yeah, Adam Fuller's there, the former defensive coordinator for the Herd, defensive coordinator in uh, down in Tallahassee, and then you start scrolling mm -hmm. down the staff a little bit farther and you go, hey, that's a familiar name, and it's. Cortez Carter, linebacker for the Herd from several years ago, who is a senior defensive analyst for the Seminoles. And I'm thinking, man, there are a lot of links here between these two programs. Now, who knows if that actually has – if one thing has to do with the other, but it's just interesting how this has formed all of a sudden, all of a, this seeming mm -hmm. pipeline. So um, – what do you think? What do you think has to this has to do with? Is it are these just happenstances, or are there in fact links and relationships there that are that are in play? You think? So here's the thing: anything that you and I think about is going to be purely speculation. Of course. But, yeah, but 
usually if there's smoke, there's fire. That's a lot of coincidences. Now, could it be argued that the way college coaches, especially not head coaches, but, you know, players uh, that are going to other teams and, and, you know, after, you know, for GA and then coaching and their first thing, uh, that's the way coaching trees work. You know, that there's going to be a lot of uh, coincidences like that. I don't think that that's just a coincidence. I do think uh, Adam Fuller, who did a great job here, is down there as a defensive coordinator. He, you know, maybe he's mentioned where he was at before. Maybe the players saw video of stuff that they did at Marshall when he was there. I don't know. I just know that we got LeBourne, and then right after that, we got Robinson. And then very, very late in the, the deal, because, you know, May 1st was the deadline cutoff for eligibility purposes. You can still be in the portal, just can't be eligible immediately without sitting a year. We got uh, Green McKnight. And I feel like it wasn't just the coaches, but after LeBourne came here, mm-hmm. there's some recruiting player to play. Sure. And who knows how tight these guys were. They went up against each other or on the same, you know, squad. Maybe they, um, you know, lifted together. You never know what that is unless they come out and say it. But I feel like there was recruiting from the players and there was familiarity based on everything that you've said about these coaches with the programs. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Um, Some potential, you know, player to player relationships. It's not I don't know why that didn't occur to me, but. You know, you you start thinking like the potential is there to go, dude. We're about to do something real special. We're going into the Sun Belt here. Like our our roster looks stacked. We're going to make some noise. We're going into you know arguably going to be the best G five conference. Like come on to Huntington and let's win us a championship type thing. So um, it's it's just interesting. It, you know, it's it's something to talk about, right? And then and that's what yeah. we're here for. We want to talk about these interesting things. Um, I. I kind of hope it just continues <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I'm going to talk about, again, I'm going to bring, I keep hearkening back. Whenever we talk football recruiting, I always go back to how important it is to have been in the program or a program. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys yeah. come in already gone through college strength programs. They've already adjusted to college life. Like they, that's taken care of. Whereas that's still mm-hmm. somewhat of a wild card when you come out of the high school ranks, especially if you potentially come from the high school ranks, far away from home you know the homesickness Mm -hmm. is a real thing and it doesn't affect everyone but it could rear its ugly head at any given time and and you know decisions begin to get made i'll take that half a step further the level of competition in their practices we were talking about a couple episodes going up against our tremendously gifted defensive line right now and how that was going to get our offensive line to get these guys have gone up against some heck of an athlete across the line from them. Yep. You know, they've been in drills with athletes, you know, uh, the, to me, uh, bringing them in, you know, we don't want to say we're a step down, but, you know, if, if we came in and said that we were on par with athlete for athlete recruiting with Florida State, it would blow everyone's mind, right? I mean, they're thought of as being ahead because of the length of the program, how how much they've been on top, uh, their recruiting dollars, uh, just their name nationally, you know, and stuff like that. So I feel like they've got some very deep gems over there that there might be someone that wouldn't start for them for whatever reason. 
has a chance to come here and blow up. Yeah. There's any number of reasons of why it's happening. And I think it's probably yeah. a little bit of all that. Like you, like you, yeah, coaches are talking, players are talking, the opportunity, the depth chart looks right. Maybe I've got an opportunity to come in there and make some noise and earn a spot. And, you know, oh, I get to go to one of the, the more marquee G5 conferences. I'm going, not only going to go to a marquee G5 conference, but I'm going into a team that has an opportunity to make some noise and maybe win the whole daggone thing. I mean, you know, these start, these things start to line up. I mean, it's, who knows why, but it's just cool that now it's three teammates that have migrated north to Huntington and are going to put on some Kelly Green and White and uh, and am, in, in key situation in key positions for us, honestly. And am I thinking about this wrong, or were all three of these recruited during the Jimbo Fisher regime, and this is a new coaching staff? Or no, Norville's been there for a couple of years. So especially Green McKnight, if he comes out of the 2020 class, he's one of his guys. Jimbo's been at okay. Texas A&M for a number of years now. But so uh, Norton was probably there, though, right? probably um, since he's a senior, he would be the one that had the you know I, I don't know everybody's coaching tenure obviously, but just my yeah. guts are telling me that you know Jimbo's been in Texas A&M for a long time, longer than a freshman to senior cycle. You know what I mean? It, it may not work out that so, way, but it feels that way. Was Norville the replacement? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah I don't Ma follow. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Mike Norville cut was hired from Memphis. He brought Fuller with him from Memphis. So it was okay. the year after like uh, Adam Fuller left Marshall, went to Memphis. And then the very next season, Mike Norville was hired by FSU and okay. brought Fuller Knowles with him. fans don't, don't jump on You're me. A herd I fan, just don't man. know. I don't, I don't, I don't follow. I'm sorry. You're a herd fan. I doubt there's very many Seminoles fans listening to this show. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this though, you have forgotten, and I'm I'm glad to bring it up. You have forgotten one very important link here from Florida State to Marshall. Okay. And this man called me dog once <laughs> in college. Randy Moss, man, he he transferred famously from Florida State. He did okay here. He did all right. He he. Yeah, yeah, he did. He had a decent career, I guess, if you can say that. Anyway, let's let's take it around the herd. Where are we starting? Let's go with softball. Oh, okay. Um, they, yeah, they went one and two uh, for the weekend against North Texas to close out the regular season. They dropped the first two. The first one was an extreme heartbreaker. Uh, picked up a win today in the finale, and uh, the Conference USA tournament is coming up this week. What you got on there? Yeah, it was not just a win today. It was a much needed win because that one yeah. vaulted the lady herd over FAU for the number two seed in the East uh, or else the, they would have played two games, you know, in that first day. So herd's going to get uh, the winner of the UTSA FAU game in, I, I called it a play in game. It's not, it's like two opening round games because that winner's going to play again, except they're going to play Marshall, you know, so, yeah, they've got a very unique. Uh, yeah, get this. Conference USA doesn't have a, you know, a, a very linear, linear or something that makes sense tournament. <laughs> Hard to follow. Um, but uh, the overall uh, top two, they get a double buy. The next, the three and the four, they get a single buy. So even though it's on the same game uh, or same day, I mean, uh, that first round. Uh, four teams, two games. They'll play. The winner of those play. Uh, WKU and Marshall who get the uh, single buy. Yeah. And then they'll go on and, and from there. So, but here's the thing, right? So even though Marshall's got what you call a single buy, they still have to win a game to move on. If, if FAU, mm -hmm. no matter who wins, UTSA or FAU, let's say the, the Owls win. 
All right. And then Marshall's going to play FAU. If, if FAU wins that game, it hurts out. They've got to win one right. to fall into the loser's bracket. So and no matter what, in the, you got to win one. That puts them in double elimination, I believe. Yeah. Uh, if they win their first game, they'll then have double elimination. Yeah, it gets so complicated. Imagine that. You're right. Uh, yeah. But for but for these purposes, all you need to know right now is that uh, the herd's going to play at uh, what is that? Eight thirty Eastern. Jeez. Uh, Wednesday, May 11th, and the game's going to be on ESPN Plus. So all eyes on ESPN Plus if you have it. Uh, Lady Herd need a game, need a win in that game to move on. If they win, they'll play uh, Louisiana Tech at 3:30 the following day, Thursday at 3:30 Eastern, also on ESPN Plus. We can't get too far into the bracket because we just don't know how it's going to shake out. I don't think Judy Judy doesn't know what's going to happen. You know, oh my she... lord, doesn't it just it it it, <laughs> it it doesn't surprise me at all. But anyway, I got to I got to go back a little bit, a little little bit, um, because you mentioned that they went one and two this this uh, final regular season series 33 and 16 final record in the regular season 15 and 9 in conference just the one loss at home 20 and 1 on the season amazing season for the herd um at the dot proving what what's it called again they got the dot magic dot they got magic the dot magic so maya stevenson again we're going to bang that home run one more time the record 58th of her career tying her with rachel folden Excellent job. One last thing I want to talk about is a head coach, Megan Smith Lyon, tweeted out a picture that uh, all time pitcher, all timer Jordan Dixon came down and watched the herd play. And, uh, you know, that the teams that she was on were the ones that really got me to take notice of herd softball. They were exciting as well. That's when uh, when we were talking to Corey and I mentioned that they were stealing all these bases and leading. You know, that's that time. And they were exciting for a different reason, you know, with uh, small ball type stuff like I like running the bases, manufacturing runs, whereas this team can just blast it into the stratosphere at any given time. Um, but Jordan, mm-hmm. let me let me let me give you some. Jordan Dixon stats real quick. These are so cool, man. 2014 to 2017 is her career. She pitched over a thousand innings for the herd and That's never, never less than 245 in a season. So it's not like she just took her freshman year off and then was a workhorse. She was a workhorse all four years, never less than 245 in a season. 1,115 career strikeouts. Hello. But this is the coolest uh, trio of stats. 108 career wins, which, how awesome is that? But here's the best one to me. 105 complete games in 161 starts. This is the Cy Young, Walter Johnson <laughs> level stats that you're like, what? Yeah. What? 105 complete games out of 161 yeah. starts. That's amazing. That's amazing. So it was cool to you see know, her Mar- come back and support the team, man. Marshall's been blessed with uh, a good run of these pitchers. We've got a great one this year in Sid Nestor. Yeah. And um, these these uh, pitchers that are pitching seemingly every game, you know, or maybe like five out of seven games yeah. in all three of a weekend series, and they're mowing people down when they're doing it, and it's been going on for a while. I just cannot fathom doing that, man. Yeah, I and know. I know. Sid, Sid, much love for the softball team, you know, and and go ahead and talk about Sid. I was just going to say Sid the Kid, man. That's what I've been thinking of her as. Like, she needs a nickname because <laughs> she's just so darn like Billy the Kid, right? She's Sid the Kid. Yeah. She just 
she's dangerous and lethal in the circle, man. This is like the herd's got the next great one ready to do some damage. Um, got another year too. Yeah, let's get another them all year. primed up and 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 uh, make a make a hell of a run in the Conference USA tournament. But uh, rough weekend in uh, Denton, but they won just enough to get that single buy. So excellent job, ladies. We're gonna be pulling for you. You know we are. And I hope everybody tunes into ESPN Plus starting on Wednesday evening to uh, support the herd. Who's next? Yeah. Baseball. Speaking of uh, some rough weekend, they uh, they got a win in the second game, but they went one and two down at UTSA. Uh, just what they've got coming up. That's what I was talking about. More of a rough thing. They've got a quick trip, which, by the way, for any herd fans that want to go. Very quick trip, easy trip to Moorhead State on Tuesday. But coming up this weekend, they've got ODU at ODU for a weekend series. ODU just crushed a, an excellent Southern yeah. Miss team. They are like, I think their top four home run totals are like, they're beating total teams out there for home runs. Uh, they have some big bats. Yeah. So going to be tough for the herd, man. This is going to be a tough test, but but uh, they can also go in there and play spoiler for some teams. You know, if they can sneak yeah, a game yeah. out of there, you know, the Southern Misses of the world are going to be like, come on, herd. We need some, yeah. you know, yeah. like yeah. It, these, these, I mean, they're a top tier baseball team and they have been for a long time. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say consecutive years, but Old Dominion historically puts together a really strong baseball program. And uh, it's, mm-hmm. they're going to be an excellent addition coming with us to the Sun Belt. But uh, this is going to be a tall task. Tall task. You said it uh, one and two against UTSA brings a record overall 20, 26 and one on the season, just eight, 12 and one in Conference USA. I mean, Saturday was great. It had big offensive output. You know, they did some damage oh, yeah. early and were and managed to hang on. Today, though, that minute was like a heartbreaker. They had the, uh, they had the lead and they gave up two runs in the bottom of the ninth to lose five to four. So, um, tough way to go out. Those kind they always sting. You know that. I mean, yeah. you're and, literally outs away from winning the series, and uh, it just and got away know, from you. We just haven't had a whole lot of good news to report on their their record and everything since we started this. Yeah. But 20, 26, and 1, that's still not bad, and a lot of these games have been – you know, a couple of key plays here and there, they squeak it out, you know, so it, it seems like uh, they've got a very good uh, uh, chance to either play spoiler or, you know, build on this for next but year. You just never know how a baseball game's going. You know that, man. You could be. I'm like- a Reds fan. You know, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you could I be mean, doing, on. you could be doing everything perfectly for eight innings. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the, op- the opposing team catches fire and there's just nothing you can do. I mean, there's nothing you can do. And game, game of inches, you know, something that could have been a foul ball that. Yeah, you know, you're right. Uh, you know, landed as a, a double, yep. you know, right on the line, you know, all kinds of different things. Uh, we, we both played baseball. We know how the game changes right like that. Uh, someone loses their control uh, all of a sudden because they're late in the game, you know, get a couple of walks on and then somebody hits a three-run homer. Things are going to happen. Um, let's go down there and play spoiler. Let's go down there and do exactly what you said. We have a chance to do. Hell let's go win the whole daggone thing. Jeez. Let's go to Norfolk and sweep those fools. Let's catch them off. They're sleeping. They're sleeping on the herd. Jake Taylor. That's it. They're sleeping on the herd. (laughs) That's all we got to do. Win the whole thing. Let's just go down there and win them all. Uh, Where are we going to next? (laughs) 
Well, before we do that, I want to talk very briefly. Uh, we missed a game uh, due to a rainout, and that was uh, Virginia Tech. Now, that rain was nowhere near this catastrophic rain that we just got on Friday. But midweek, it rained enough on Tuesday, I think it was, that Wednesday they just said, you know, field. That just puts it into perspective of how bad this program cannot wait yeah. to get an adequate field that was built with drainage in mind and everything. Uh, just like, you know, we, we talked to uh, the two uh, softball coaches and asked them about the facility for video and what that would mean. Think of this baseball program, what it's going to mean yeah. where they don't have to say, Hey, we got a little bit of rain and the field's underwater, yeah. so we can't play, yeah. you know, we, I, I know we keep talking about these things and we hit a lot of the same points week in and week out, but it's because they're freaking true. They're just true. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you know, hopefully a couple of years from now, we'll be sitting here doing this and be talking about how we have one of the finest fields in the tri-state area. You know what I mean? News is coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. All right. Uh, let's go over to women's golf. Uh, they have uh, the conference USA tournament coming up. Uh, and uh I don't have that in front of me. What do you have? Nah, that I don't have today? it. In, I don't have it in front of me. I was looking at it. Uh, I had them all. Well, I might have them all brought up. But anyway, while we're while we're fact checking, I can say that they were out this past weekend. You're going to have missed it already. But um, it was this weekend. The women's golf championships have already happened. That was 18th through the 20th. Um, I've got the wrong thing here written down, man. <laughs> I, I skipped this. Women's golf was about what you're talking about. Yeah. They went recruiting in Charlotte right. this weekend. This past weekend. So I hope they were yeah. able to uh, find some new members of the herd to come uh, come do some damage in Huntington. So I hope so. The next segment is women's track and field, which that's the conference oh, yeah. <laughs> this week. <laughs> Uh, that's the first and only error I will ever make on this show. <laughs> yeah. But they're playing Thursday or, you know, having the meet Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. Conference USA championships, May 12th through the 15th going down in San Antonio. So, uh, I, I don't know that any of that stuff will be televised or, you know, if it's going to be like a, a YouTube type thing, or if, if you're going to have the ability to even check in, who knows, we're at the mercy of conference USA and, yeah, Judy Judy might not even have them running the same things that they ran all year. She might have some <laughs> zany little uh, thing. You know? We're going to do the Laugh Olympics like on uh, yeah. Scooby-Doo yeah. from yesteryear. I would, <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> all right. I got Look, I got a note about men's and women's soccer. They're going to be doing day camps. They're less than a month away. So if you're uh, interested in getting some world-class tutelage, uh, sign up for these day camps going down. The first one's going down June 6th. Through the 10th, they're going to be 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. for ages 5 through 18. 125 bucks for the whole week, 90 bucks for the half of a week. And then they'll have another set of day camps coming up in July, actually specifically July 18th through the 22nd. Same times, same prices, same age groups. Sign up and get out in front of some top-tier coaches. Oh, yeah. Uh, last thing I've got for around the herd, unless you've got something else, uh, football had a couple of really cool things, uh, for herd fans. Number one is Tony Martin, son of hall of famer for Marshall, Tim Martin, heck of a wide receiver. Uh, he committed over the weekend for the 2023 class. What do you got on that? Yeah, Tony, um, 
listed as an athlete. Uh, I think he plays quarterback for his high school now, but I don't think that's going to be the route that he goes once he comes to college. I think most are projecting him to move to wide receiver. Um, five foot ten, one seventy five from Miramar High School down in Hollywood, Florida. And you mentioned it, some son of uh, Marshall Hall of Famer Tim Martin, uh, excellent wide receiver, excellent punt returner for the herd of, of yesteryear. So yeah. um, if if the uh, bloodlines run thick in the Martin family, a lot of herd fans are going to have some fairly high expectations of what they hope to see Tony do. So congratulations on your commitment to the herd, Tony. We're glad to have you. It's really a I don't know how to feel about this uh, Tony Martin, Cole Pennington, <laughs> like <laughs> kids of guys that were around when I was in college type thing, but uh, it's still pretty cool. Nonetheless, this is the, I, I keep using references like double-edged sword. It's cool, but it's also not cool. <laughs> it just means I'm getting older. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing that I learned out of this. Not, you know, I just missed it over the years, I guess, but uh you know, Tim Martin followed us from his uh, chin strap mm -hmm. sports account. He's been doing a lot of, uh, uh, you know, coaching up and, and stuff like that. So, you know, not only a former players, uh, you know, a, the dad is a former player, but the dad has been like doing all these drills and all this coaching and stuff. Um, I feel like that's going to give Tony a, you know, you know, running routes, doing whatever, he's going to have a leg up on whatever, you know, doing everything fundamentally the way that he should. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's just uh, coaching up. I, I think Tim, you know, owns and runs like a performance enhancement like business. He's like a performance that, that's coach. That's what I'm – yeah, that's that's what I meant with coaching up. I didn't mean like uh, as a head coach or, or something like that. He has been doing, you know, a lot of stuff of – Hey, uh, here's how you get faster. You know, you run you know, a lot this of, way a lot of performance like enhancement. I mean, it's yeah. well documented that he was Moss's per, uh, personal trainer for a number of years. Um, as far as like football stuff goes, you know, I'm not necessarily mm. like the weight room. He might've been the you know, strength type stuff too, but as far as sports specific functionality type stuff, it's, it's, it's well documented that they worked together while Randy was playing in uh, the NFL for, many years so and tim was a strength coach somewhere i can't remember where uh utc yes yeah 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 so um he knows his stuff so you know mm -hmm. that uh tony has been coached the right way he knows uh his, his um physical attributes have been um developed correctly let's put it that way mm -hmm. uh so the herd's going to get the best of what tony has to offer so shout out to tim i know tim's probably like really proud you know because oh, tony's, tony's getting some interest from other schools as well it's not just like it's yeah. marshall or nobody okay it's not right. like no he's getting some interest out there uh, from other schools what what some would consider larger schools but you know we don't play that game um but yeah First member of the 2023 class, Herd's off and running already for 2023, and uh, what a what a centerpiece to have. I mean, what a first, what a first one to get in the big green truck. Son of a former uh, wide receiver and a Marshall Hall of Famer. Excellent. Congratulations yeah. to Tony and Tim both. Another little bit of info. This has not been finalized yet, but by the time you listen to this, perhaps it may be perhaps Gator Hoskins, huge tight end uh here during the Cato years mm -hmm. and everything um his alma mater in high school 
uh, he's looking to be the head coach there at Eastside. Looks like that it'll probably be announced on Monday, which again, this uh, should be published on Monday. Yeah, but we're recording Sunday, so we can't say that it has happened, and uh, we don't know that it'll be confirmed on Monday. It's just the reports are out there saying it could be confirmed as soon as Monday. But nonetheless, yeah. Gator Hoskins, tremendous tight end for the herd back in the Cato era, very instrumental in what many call the turning of the corner of the program mm-hmm. back in 2013. Uh, and, uh, you know, leading up to the 2014 conference championship run, that 2013 team really did a lot of the legwork that really did turn the corner. They, he had a monster game in the military bowl against Maryland that year. Um, that dude was always open. Always. I, I, I swear he was somehow he got an exemption we got to have 12 people on offense and he <laughs> said, no one can ever cover me because over the middle, it didn't matter. He was open. Seemingly he was standing in the middle of the end zone with no one within 50 yards of him. Every time, you know how you had some killer stats uh, earlier with softball. Yeah. I don't know if you remember all this. I looked it up earlier because it was in the article that I was reading 99 receptions, career, 1,300 yards. What kills me, 28 touchdowns. (laughs) 28 touchdowns out of 99 receptions. More than a fourth of your receptions went for a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was – I mean, it's – oh, gosh. I mean, it's close to a third, you know? I mean, he's right there close to me. You know, he's looking around 30% or something like that. It's just Uh, another one of those tight ends that – it falls in the lineage of great herd tight ends and yeah. often gets forgotten about because he, you know, you, you think about the Lee Smiths and the Cody slates, and then you think of the Ryan Ura checks and you're like, Hey, Gator Hoskins was right in there, right, right yeah. there. You know, heck of an athlete. He was a quarterback uh, yeah. in, in high school. Uh, they, uh, I can remember uh, fairly certain it was doc's first year, first recruiting class, uh, you know, and Gator was on there. I went to that event down in, uh, in, uh, the basement of, uh, student center and they were showing tapes and all that. And Gator had a highlight like circus catch on the sideline, getting both feet down as he twisted and turned 180 degrees, making this over the shoulder catch. And he was a quarterback, but also just happened to line up wide every now and then. Yeah. And Doc's like, he won't be a quarterback here. You know, we're going to play him at tight end. And I thought, man, taking a quarterback already and knowing that he's going to be heck of a move, man. Yeah. <laughs> 28 touchdowns. Bold move. 99 receptions. But look, I'll tell you one thing that's great about it is you mentioned it's the East Side High School in Gainesville. Having mm-hmm. a herd alum as a high school head coach right there in sunshiny Florida don't hurt. It don't hurt. That's exactly, exactly what I was going to say. We talked earlier about a pipeline coming now from Florida State. And anytime that you have heard players that have gone on to coach at high school at different places, uh, you know, we've got a lot of them in different places. Uh, some of them may be listening right now. Yeah. I'm sure that they talk about where they went to school because they held held it in such a high esteem, you know, especially if uh, you were on really successful teams, because you can say, yeah. Hey, you can go there and win because I did. Exactly. I did. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm pulling for, I hope he gets the job. I really do. Um, it, it would be, you know, it's gotta be a cool thing for him to even have the opportunity to coach his alma mater. So mm-hmm. uh, I hope he gets the job. I hope he, you know, turns the program around, um, you know, they, they've been struggling a little bit in the past couple of years, which is why they're searching for a new coach. And, you know, um, 
I didn't, I didn't ever, I mean, it's not like I know the intimate goings on of all these players, but I didn't really foresee maybe him wanting to get into coaching, but Hey man, if the stars align, you feel like I'm not quite done with the game yet. I think I've got more to give. I just don't want to play anymore. I want to share my knowledge. Then great. I'm, I'm hoping he gets the job. It'll be awesome. Uh, is that all? Is that what? Is that all you got for around the herd? I think we got one more so thing. Got, I got one more thing. Women's tennis, right? We uh, we got tagged in a tweet of a herd tennis oh, commit, yeah. um, which is wild to me because uh, hey, appreciate it. You know, we'll get it on the show. Um, I'm gonna try to pronounce this name, and we all know my I history with it. that. So I'm here uh, for it. Let me. Let, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I'm gonna say it's Dorotea Joksovich. That's pretty close. If it's if it's if it's if I'm close, I hope I'm close. Dorotea Joksovich, she's going to join the herd in the fall 2022 class. Um, obviously, uh, got not coming out of the high school ranks because the tweet that came to us was that she was 21 years old. So uh, I'm thinking, obviously, a international type player that's all, not 18 or 19. She's 21. So um, yeah, they listed that. I'm not familiar with the organization, but it said she was a. And I'm just using an acronym. I don't know that it was. It was like IFTA Junior, yeah, or whatever. So that to me, I was thinking it was some kind of international program uh, that she'd already been in. Well, I think those were. Um, I'm no tennis like aficionado but i'm thinking it's like uh -huh. international tennis association or something because it was rankings yeah. so it's probably like uh -huh. world rankings i'm, I'm just yeah. guessing i don't know but um yeah so her tennis picked up an, a, a new recruit i think we have what three seniors departing is that right so mm -hmm. there's still probably a little bit of work to be done but uh check one off the board come to join the herd Dor dorotea Joksovich. i'm standing by that i'm i, I can't wait till that's on herd zone i want to see how uh, how accurate i was with that yeah and even if it's not accurate maybe she'll still start going by that <laughs> <laughs> i think you're giving me more credit than than you really should all right uh it's a very informative episode this week uh lots going on man a lot going on some seasons are winding down killing it in the classroom i mean um, what do you got for final words, final parting words, whatever, until until next week? All right. So uh, confession, I did not have a from the mailbag from <laughs> Kyle Walker uh, that was made up for his benefit. He was ragging on me for at the spring game, having hot dogs as part of my fair. Um I am of the opinion that you can always have a hot dog at a tailgate. You know, uh, in fact, I've seen, you should. I've seen a lot of people have much worse, uh, you know, at least I made it from scratch and didn't go buy it somewhere. And, uh, you know, uh, I would like to say custard stand chili for the win. Again. You know? uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, uh, to put some shine on Kyle and specifically because the first game of the year, he is going to be showing everyone around. We're going to have some live video of it just what a tailgate is yeah. and it's not just him uh it's his entire crew that are friends of ours uh i, I want to tell you a little bit they have smokers uh they have the know-how uh they have the sound system they put on a professional tailgate mm -hmm. and the first game of the year we're going to be blessed to be able to be with that and uh give you guys a little sneak peek of what a good tailgate looks like and it does blow anything i do away you know i like to tailgate 
I like to make stuff from scratch. I like to think I'm a pretty good cook. This is way different level. Like you said, this is world championship. Yeah, this is level this is tailgating. this is national championship level tailgating because, you know, for all that you do and you do bring out some really good food, you're not pulling a smoker behind you and coming up there at like three, I don't have the room at, at like spot. three in the morning yeah. to start things. You know what I mean? Or whatever the case yeah. may be. I mean, we're, when we yeah. say this is next level, guys, it's next level. And uh, they, yeah, they this do is do like right. Kenny Mixon on uh, barbecue pit masters or whatever. This is like, you know, Kenny Mixon would say, now nah, it's a good tailgate. Yeah. You know, it is a good, they do do a great job. I'm really looking forward to uh, the home opener and uh, being in Huntington and getting to, Mix it up with those guys again. Seeing them, it's always a good time to see them. Uh, you know, they're just good. Yeah. They're just good dudes to hang with. Even tailgate oh, yeah. aside, they're just good dudes to hang with. And um, I got, I got something interesting for you. I got a little feedback um, earlier, and you, you know, I wanted to. I didn't want to tell you about it. I wanted you to. Tell, I wanted you to hear it for the first time here on the show. Um, we have we are starting to make some inroads, right? And uh, I got a message to say. Just came out of the blue from uh, my cousin, and he said, man, you guys, I've been listening to your podcast. It's great. I love it. I really appreciate that, you know, you're now covering the entire athletic department because I'm finding out about herd sports that I never kept up with, and I found myself enjoying it, right? It gets better. He said, I've turned into a softball fan now because you guys (laughs) – because you guys have covered that team so well, and you talk about – and you've interviewed the coaches. He's like, I feel like – like I've been following this program for a long time. And um, he, he went a step further and he said, I finally got off my butt and you guys convinced me to join the big green. <laughs> and he said, for wow. years, I thought that it was too expensive. Like you said, like it was out of, re- yeah. you had to have a lot of money to do it. And he said, you guys kept talking about how easy it was and how affordable it was. And he's like, so I finally just went and checked it all out and looked and, you know, he figured out what worked for him and his family and, he joined the big green. So now, you know, we're reaching some people. That's great. Right. That's what we wanted yeah. to do. That's one more donor that at least that we didn't have, you know, a few days ago. Um, the Thundercast making a difference. That's- <laughs> <laughs> one podcast at a time. <laughs> yeah. But no, so we're, we're doing what we want. We want people to start looking at the athletic department as a whole and becoming fans of all the teams and supporting all the teams. We're starting to check that box a little bit, I think. And for everybody that does reach out and say, hey, man, thanks for doing that. I'm, I'm following along this sport or that sport. There's probably a hundred more or so that aren't doing that. So I appreciate that. And for him to even say, hey, man, uh, you guys convinced me to join the Big Green. I'm glad I finally researched it. That, too, is awesome because the, as more of you do that, you'll realize, like, I don't have to give a million dollars every year to, uh, you know, join the Big Green. Like I, there, yeah. there's a, there's something in there for everybody and find what works for you and just do it and get in the habit of doing it. Um, so that was cool. I, I figured you would appreciate that. I figured you would like I to do. hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last couple of notes for me is dude, we crossed 450 followers on Twitter, Twitter, a couple of hours ago as we record. And we're looking at one month basically since we yeah, launched. Yeah, it just goes to show you that herd fans are the best in the freaking country, bar none. Yeah. I don't care who you are. If you get the word out, then they will um, respond in a very positive way. And they have been responding to us in a very, very positive way, very welcoming way. And I cannot be more appreciative of that. Um, the episodes that we did with 
um, assistant softball coach Corey Lyon and head softball coach Megan Smith Lyon are among our most popular so far. So that tells me that uh, herd fans love hearing from our coaches. And uh, I'm sure both of them will like to hear if they happen to be listening as they travel back to Denton for the Conference USA Championships. <laughs> Maybe they'll listen to us on the plane. Uh, I'm sure they'll be glad to know that, A, they picked up a new fan, at least at least one, probably more, and that their uh, interviews are being very well received. People like hearing they feel closer to the program because of those interviews. So thank you once again, Corey and Megan, for doing those, spending a little time with us, cutting up and having a good time. And um, last thing, stickers. We got some stickers. People have been going yeah. crazy, wondering where they are. What are we? Can, how can I get my hands on them? And uh, yada yada yada. I'll let you talk about that. But I just wanted to get out there that we did, in fact, get you guys some Thundercast stickers that will be available. Um, Russ, how can they get them? Well, I live in Huntington. If you live in Huntington or the surrounding areas, you're ever around Huntington, you can come and pick them up for me. I'll meet you. I'm always out and around and stuff like that. Let's just, uh, you know, shoot me a DM or a DM to the Thundercast pod and, uh, you know, we can make some arrangements. Um, if you are not local and we've already had some people reach out and ask about that. And when we asked if they were local, no, um, we'll mail them to you. So here's the deal. If we mail them to you, just, you know, cover the postage, you know, it should be one stamp unless you're getting more than say five or so. I think we determined on the weight, all that, uh, you know, I've got Venmo, you can just Venmo me, uh, and we can take care of that. We will give these, uh, stickers and we've got a lot of them. We'll give them to you for free. Uh, you know, if you would like to make a donation, uh, all the proceeds from this, we will just put it toward the big green. Yeah. You know, we back up exactly what we say. We're getting people to, you know, consider joining the big green. We would put ours toward the big green uh, through the Thundercast pod. Uh, we are joining as the podcast as big green members, even though individually we are big green members. So if you want to do that $1 per sticker, and you can Venmo that and the postage and we'll mail them to you. Yep. You know, if they're in person, you can still Venmo the same way. Um, give me a cash in person, whatever, you know, we are going to keep a tally of that and mark it down. And we will share exactly on, on our Twitter how much we're donating to the big green on what we got from the stickers. That's right. Uh, we're going to make it incredibly easy. And if you're, look, they're not, go, we're not going to run out. Let me say that. So you don't have to hurry yeah. up and try to be making Russ run all over the, all over the tri-state area. Cause a, that's not cool. And B, they're not going anywhere. So we got a ton of them. So if you just want to stand back and like wait until tailgating ramps up, we'll have them at tailgates. You can just pop in and say hi um, and all that good stuff. But He's right. They will be free. If you are so inclined to make a donation, we sure would appreciate it. A hundred percent of it's going to go to the big green. And it just so happens if you're listening to this before or by Wednesday um, of this week, I'm going to be in the Raleigh, Cary, Clayton area for work Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So any of our fans down there around the triangle, I'll have stickers. I'm going to take some with me. So if you're down there, you want a sticker, get up with me. Uh, and be sure and stick one on the sign that says Boone, North Carolina this way. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, but 
Okay. Um, so yeah, we got some goodies for you guys. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. We want you to get some, uh, nice decals to be able to stick on your tumblers and coolers and all that good stuff. So, um, Russ, if you got nothing else, take us out of here. All right. I do want to give a quick shout out to people that are listening, uh, that follow us on Facebook. As we have said, we are dominantly on Twitter, uh, with interaction and things like that. We are posting on Facebook, the episodes and some small interaction, but if you're not on Twitter, don't feel left out. We love you guys on Facebook as well. We've got 90 some followers over there. Uh, we love all you guys. Thanks for all the support. And we will see you around the gym. Around the gym. Maybe for some dot magic. Perhaps at the cam. We'll be around. Follow us on Twitter. It's the Thundercast. Later. Later.